Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle. Good Monday morning. It is caucus day in Iowa. The first votes of the 2024 presidential campaign. Good morning. It's January 15th. This is today. Pole position. Donald Trump heading into the very first contest of the 2024 race with an unprecedented double-digit lead. Go out and save America because that's what you're doing. This is really about saving our country. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis still locked in a battle for second. How tonight's results will shape the race. Arctic blast. I felt like my jaw was freezing. More than 100 million Americans now coping with brutally cold temperatures, wind chills as low as 50 below, more snow on the way, and the South bracing for dangerous ice. Your full forecast and the timing just ahead. Breaking overnight, a U.S. warship taking on fire in the Red Sea, the first counterattack since those American-led strikes in Yemen, and the Israel-Hamas war reaches a milestone, 100 days. We'll have the very latest, including the chilling hostage video just released. Deadly crash, at least four people killed in a hot air balloon accident in Arizona. A group of skydivers jumping out moments before it went down. The search for answers now underway. Those stories, plus under fire, Boeing facing mounting questions in the wake of that midair blowout. Federal officials and the airlines themselves now stepping up inspections. With hundreds of flights still canceled, what will it take to get the MAX 9 back in the skies? And hear them roar. The Lions take down the Rams to end decades of postseason frustration, while the Packers stun the Cowboys. A huge upset on the road to the Super Bowl with two more wildcard weekend games to go, thanks to Mother Nature. Today, Monday, January 15th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on this Monday morning. It is Martin Luther King Day. Hoda's got the morning off. Peter Alexander's here. Perfect person because we got to talk politics and football. Man, this was a perfect weekend for football as well. The Detroit Lions, their first playoff win in 32 years. When they last won a football game in the playoffs, Savannah Cheers was the show we were all watching. Black and White by Michael Jackson, the best song. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, my gosh. The top movies. Remember that? Pulled that out of the. You really are. You're going full 90s for me. Okay, good. Well, we'll have a lot more on the highlights. There's actually two playoff games tonight because of the weather. That's a big story. Go Birds. Uh, Brutal cold hitting much of the country. Thanks for that. From the Pacific Northwest all the way to New England. More than 100 million Americans are under wind chill alerts today. Nearly 100 million also under winter storm alerts. And the bitter temperatures are going to extend through much of this week. We're going to get to your forecast in just a moment. But let us get started in Iowa. The caucuses are being held tonight. The brutal cold there not stopping candidates from hitting the campaign trail over the weekend. According to the latest NBC News poll, Donald Trump holds what is a commanding lead. 28 points right now ahead of Nikki Haley. More than 30 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. Got it all covered. We'll break down those numbers in just a bit. But let's start with NBC's Hallie Jackson in Chile, Des Moines. Hi, Hallie. Good morning. 
Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. With 2024, the race finally here now. And listen, it is not just the state of Iowa that is frozen right now. It is the state of this race at the very top because Donald Trump has dominated here for months. And if he can get to a big win, especially if he can get over that 50 percent threshold, he could send a message about his grip on the Republican Party. For the first Republican primary contest this morning, a frigid start, but no sign enthusiasm's cooling off for supporters of former President Trump as he urges the crowd to caucus no matter what. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I gotta make it. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. Despite fewer visits to Iowa than any other Republican in the race, Mr. Trump here with a last minute campaign blitz, passing out pizza, criticizing his competitors and more. These caucuses are your personal chance to score the ultimate victory over all of the liars, cheaters, thugs, perverts, frauds. Our latest NBC News poll with the Des Moines Register and Mediacom shows Mr. Trump 28 points ahead of the GOP pack. Some supporters braving below zero wind chills just for a chance to see him. It's terrible. I can't feel my legs, can't feel anything. While the temperatures are not heating up in Iowa, the race for second place is, with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley leading Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for the first time here in a state he predicted just last month he would win. What's your level of confidence you can beat Nikki Haley here? Oh, we're going to do very well. Fact of the matter is, I'm the only one that could possibly compete with Donald Trump in a Republican primary. She cannot win conservative or core voters. Haley has drawn support from more independent and Democrat-leaning caucus goers, with nearly half of her backers saying they'd vote for President Biden over Donald Trump. Haley positioning herself as the best bet to win in a general election. The only way we're going to win the majority of Americans is if we elect a new generational leader and leave the negativity and the baggage behind it. An argument that appeals to first-time conservative caucus goers Corey and Kim Christensen. It really is an electability argument for me, and so I like that she's doing really well in New Hampshire. So the momentum factor. Yeah, the momentum, I think, makes a difference for me. So there is a warning sign in some of the polling around Nikki Haley, though. Only 9% of her supporters say they're extremely enthusiastic about backing her. And this really is one of the big wild cards to watch tonight. Who comes in second place? Who can carry some of the momentum from Iowa into New Hampshire or then South Carolina? Second big question, of course, if Donald Trump pulls off a win, how big is his margin? And then the third wild card, Savannah, you know this. It is always cold in Iowa in January. That is not breaking news. But this cold, it is potentially historic. There's a real question of whether people might stay home. What is the turnout going to look like? And which candidate will that affect the most? Savannah? All right. That sets us up nicely. Holly, we will turn to Kristen Welker, moderator of Meet the Press. She spent the weekend in Iowa, left her voice there. And also <laughs> joining us, NBC national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Hi, guys. Hi. All right. So let's kind of get, let's do the numbers first. Steve kind of stated the race here. I mean, it cannot be said enough. We can pretend there's a ton of suspense here, but let's, let's not. Trump has got a nearly 30-point lead in the last poll that was done. Yeah, you're looking at something, honestly, we have not seen. And this is a Des Moines Register poll with NBC News. Des Moines Register's been doing this for decades. This is the biggest lead, 28 points, Donald Trump over Nikki Haley in a final Republican caucus poll they have ever seen. The last one was George W. Bush. He did win the caucuses. This is also at 48%. This is the highest vote share ever recorded in a final pre-GOP caucus poll. So Trump with a commanding lead. There is suspense. 
as Hallie was just saying, Haley or DeSantis for second. Haley has leapfrogged DeSantis in a second, but there are cautionary notes around Haley. Uh, this is just the change from the last poll. Here's the big cautionary note around Haley. This is just the popularity with Iowa Republicans. Her popularity has kind of crashed. She was at nearly 60% favorable last poll, down to 48. She was barely at 30% unfavorable last time, skyrocketed to 46. There's some resistance to Nikki Haley building among Republicans. Okay, let's talk about why Trump has such a commanding lead, and it all comes to the crucial voting block in Iowa, evangelicals. Evangelicals in 2016 made up two out of every three ballots cast in the caucuses. Donald Trump, remember, lost in 2016 to Ted Cruz. Why did he lose? He lost evangelicals by 12 points to Cruz. Look at this. What a difference eight years makes. Trump in our poll here with an outright majority of evangelicals. Ron DeSantis has really made a concerted, strong, extended pitch toward evangelicals. He's almost 30 points behind among them. Okay, and let's talk about the weather, something of an X factor. Again, we're not talking about a nail biter here. So, you know, if people don't show up to caucus, it doesn't mean we're going to have a different result necessarily. But where do you think the enthusiasm is strongest? Pretty stark in this poll. Just take a look at this. And Hallie was alluding to this. Are you extremely or very excited about your candidate? Trump supporters, almost nine out of 10. DeSantis, 62 percent. And again, Haley, just 39 percent put themselves in that category. So again, if this is a measure of likelihood to brave the cold and get out there tonight, Haley faces a pretty big gap. And where that could come in again, that battle for second, DeSantis versus Haley. This is the cozy factor. Who wants to stay cozy? Okay, Kristen, you've been very patient waiting over there. So, I mean, we've talked about it. It's, It's essentially a race for second. Right. between Haley and DeSantis. How do you see this playing out? This is mission critical for Ron DeSantis. He has got to come in second place, Savannah. If he doesn't, it's going to be very hard for him to justify staying in this race, even though his campaign says they're in this for the long haul. He hasn't identified another state that he can win. For Nikki Haley, it would give her incredible momentum heading into New Hampshire, where she's in striking distance of Donald Trump. She's trailing him only by single digits. So what does Haley need? What Steve's talking about, that turnout. Her strongest supporters are those who are college educated, independents, those who would vote, by the way, for Joe Biden. Are they going to turn out? We'll be watching all of that. And again, the weather is the it's so interesting because DeSantis and Haley here are getting thumped by Trump. But all their ads in Iowa and you were just there over the weekend, yeah. I mean, they're just attacking each other. Which is just, in a way, kind of crazy. They're just going after each other for second place, which, by the way, there is no second place in a presidential race. This is what we've seen throughout the campaign, Savannah. You're absolutely right. They're attacking each other. We've seen this in the debates, which Donald Trump has skipped all of the debates, hasn't hurt him one bit. It's only helped him, helped propel him to this huge lead. They've started to sharpen their attacks against Trump in recent days, but it hasn't had an impact, clearly. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. It may affect what happens in New Hampshire and then down the road. Kristen, it is only the first first day of the 2024 race. We need you to rest that voice, my friend. I will. Okay. I'm going to find it. I'm going to bring it back. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Got a lot more from Iowa tonight on NBC Nightly News. Kristen's going to join Hallie and Tom Yamas. They've got special live coverage. It will stream on NBC News now starting at 7 o'clock Eastern. Peter. So we just touched on the brutal cold in Iowa, but it is now stretching from coast to coast. Tens of millions are under wind chill alerts this morning and the punishing arctic blast has arrived along with a new winter storm threat we are going to get to dylan's forecast in just a moment but first nbc's jesse kirsch wisely bundled up in grand rapids michigan this morning where people are dealing with the frigid cold and the snow jesse good morning 
Peter, good morning. The thermometer tells us it's about negative two degrees outside. But when you factor in the wind chill, it feels like negative 20. And we've been getting these gnarly wind gusts coming through. It is snowing here for the seventh day straight since last Tuesday. And take a look at some of the accumulation here in Grand Rapids, slipping in the snow out here. This is a fire hydrant with all this snow on here. And frankly, there may have been more up there at one point, but we've had that wind blowing everything around, making visibility tough as well. Unfortunately, this series of winter storms appears to be responsible for at least four deaths nationwide. And we are expecting more tough weather is on the way. This morning, an Arctic blast is sweeping the country. More than 100 million Americans waking up to bitter cold. So when it's like this, right, and it's calm and it's just falling down. It's fine. It feels but, good. But when you feel that wind. It feels really, I felt like my jaw was freezing. Oof. It was very cold. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, today is expected to be the seventh straight day of snow. The frigid punch also hitting millions with bone-chilling temperatures, making the job even harder for first responders. In Oregon, officials say a woman was killed in an RV fire after a tree fell on the vehicle. First responders finding some roads impassable and a fire hydrant believed to be likely frozen. Much of the country could dip 20 to 45 degrees below average today, including parts of Texas, where cold weather has overwhelmed the power grid in recent years. You lose power, you lose heat, then you risk your pipes freezing. So, yeah, we might have to look into installing a generator just in case. For those braving the cold, getting around has been a mess. Hundreds of flights canceled because of the storms, stranding passengers. Even Amtrak also canceling some trains. And driving has been treacherous too, with icy roads and blinding snow. Officials say this Colorado highway was hit by an avalanche. It's overall just been a terrible, terrible winter. And it came out of nowhere. Unfortunately, the travel troubles are not behind us yet. According to Flight Tracker, Flight Aware, today alone, U.S. airports are seeing more than 1,500 cancellations. And you can see, once again, they are clearing the streets here in Grand Rapids. Peter? Yeah, you can see the love statue behind you, but nobody is loving these temperatures these days. Jesse Kirsch in Grand Rapids. Jesse, thank you. The warm, fuzzy feelings are all inside from the love love statue there. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, they're not outside, that's for sure. It is going to be brutally cold. We talked about the cold in Iowa. Let's just look at some of the numbers here. In Sioux City, the wind chill right now is 32 degrees below zero. Fort Dodge, it's 30 degrees below zero. And this is going to be the dangerous cold that is going to stay in place. And it's not just in the Midwest. This extends all the way down into Texas. So we have wind chill advisories, watches, warnings, all in effect for 105 million people. And taking a look at some of the cold temperatures that we're going to see, Des Moines, again, 30 degrees below zero. Chicago feels like 26 below. Nashville feels like zero, where we've already had more snow on the ground in Nashville than we have in Philly, D.C., New York City. And temperatures are going to stay on the cold side. Chicago, a high on Monday of only, or today, of one below zero. That's the actual air temperature. Tomorrow we get up to one. Wednesday's a little bit better, 17 degrees, and then we're going to continue with some cold temperatures as we finish off the week. Into Buffalo, we'll stay in the lower 20s with that lake effect snow, and it is going to just remain brutally cold. But this sets the stage for some snow that's going to make its way into the Northeast, Peter. All right, Dylan, appreciate it very much. Thank you. We do move on now to a grim milestone in the Middle East over the weekend. 100 days since the awful terror attacks that have
that ignited the Israel-Hamas war. And this morning, Israel is vowing to increase its military pressure, while Hamas has released a disturbing new video showing three of the hostages who are still being held in Gaza. NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, has the very latest this morning. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Peter. It's hard to believe 100 days on and Israel is pressing ahead uh, with its campaign to destroy Hamas and is destroying large parts of the Gaza Strip in the process. Despite international criticism, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that no one will stop us uh, in this campaign, even as Israel is facing charges of genocide in an international criminal court. There was yet another attack overnight on American forces in the Red Sea. Iranian-backed Houthi militants in Yemen firing a missile toward an American destroyer. It was shot down, according to the Pentagon. It's part of the widening war in the Middle East. It's been 100 days since Hamas launched a surprise attack that Israel had once dismissed as impossible and unimaginable. No, I got money. Overnight, Hamas released a video of three hostages, including Noah Argamani, who became a symbol of Hamas cruelty when she was kidnapped from a music festival and taken into Gaza on a motorcycle. The Israeli government says at least 100 hostages are still alive in Gaza. <laughs> the fate of the youngest hostage, Kafir Bibas, and his family remain unclear. Kafir, kidnapped along with his mother, brother, and father, turns one this week. I want this to be over, really. I want them back. I want them back. The 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza have gone through 100 days of living hell since the Hamas massacre. Around 24,000 have been killed by Israeli strikes, according to the health ministry run by Hamas. Israel says it takes great care to warn Palestinians before carrying out attacks and says Hamas uses civilians as human shields. Gazans say since they can't leave the area, even while it's under attack, they are all, by definition, human shields. Dr. Noor al-Wahedi is one of hundreds of thousands of Gazans forced by Israeli troops to leave northern Gaza for the south, where people are overcrowded with barely enough food water and medicine. 100 days of suffering, of tragedy, of a loss, of feeling afraid. Negotiators say that a deal has been reached for some medicine to enter Gaza for both the hostages and Palestinian civilians. Peter? Richard Engel on the ground for us in the Middle East. Richard, thank you. Also this morning, the search is continuing for two U.S. Navy SEALs. It's happening off the coast of Somalia. The SEALs fell into the water during a nighttime mission while attempting to board a boat. Happened in the Gulf of Aden. NBC's Molly Hunter is on the story this morning. Molly, what are you hearing? Savannah, good morning. Now, search and rescue efforts remain underway this morning. Unbelievably, two U.S. defense officials tell NBC News a SEAL team was attempting to board a boat suspected of carrying illicit goods, possibly weapons, last week in waters off the coast of Somalia during a nighttime mission when one of the SEALs slipped and fell overboard in rough waters. Now, the second SEAL dove in to help. That is protocol attempting to rescue the first sailor. Both disappeared in the dark water. But as of this morning, Savannah, the U.S. military is still searching for them by air, by sea, 
And at this time, their identities have not been made public. Savannah? I was just on the map there, Molly. It's pretty close to the Red Sea. Is there any connection between what the SEALs were doing and the operations in the Red Sea? Yeah, Savannah, I mean, it's all in the same neighborhood. The Gulf of Aden is right off the coast of Yemen. As we can see on the map, it leads into the Red Sea. On this specific raid, U.S. defense officials say there is no direct connection. The SEAL team was not part of Operation Prosperity Guardian. That's the international coalition defending against the Houthi attacks in the Red Sea. Now, National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby said yesterday, Savannah, this was a normal operation by the U.S. military in an effort to stop the flow of weapons and supplies to Yemen, where, of course, the Houthi militant group is based. Savannah. Right, Molly Hunter on that search. Thank you very much. Back over to Dylan now for another look at the forecast. Anybody enjoying some warmth? Uh, well, not anywhere <laughs> not in the middle buddy. of the country. And here it's uh, in the northeast. It's also pretty cold. We do have some light snow that's falling down across uh, expected today in Kentucky and into Tennessee, into the mid-Atlantic, too. Bitter cold across the northern plains, even out west. Temperatures in the 50s and 60s. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan. Thank you so much. Coming up, one of the NFL's wildest wildcard weekends in years. Historic wins, upsets, delays. It is not over yet. Kaylee Hartung is all over it. Good morning, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. It feels like the NFL scriptwriters have been working overtime. With winner go home stakes, emotions have been running high as temperatures have been at record lows. Coming up, we will catch you up on all the weekend's action ahead of two more games today. Much nicer to see Kaylee back inside after a frigid weekend oh. in KC. Also ahead, we have New details on that frightening midair blowout on Alaska Airlines flight where the investigation stands and why the FAA is now extending the grounding of Boeing's MAX 9 planes. But first, this is Today on NBC. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year, guys. Tennis is back. Australian Open getting underway. Big win for our Coco, American phenom Coco Goff. She's on a quest. She wants back-to-back -back Grand Slam titles. Of course, she won the U.S. Open. So we will take you live to Melbourne in just a you bit. just want a little bit of that sun. It looks gorgeous. Australia right about now. Laura Jarrett, my Saturday Today co-host, has joined us now. She is in for Craig. Nice to see you. Nice to see you guys. I know it's a big football weekend, but I got caught up in like a bluey spiral. Oh. I just couldn't get out. Yeah, that's what happens when I, you have little ones. I know, but first up in this half hour, super wild card weekend in the NFL. 
NFL. Yeah, the road to Super Bowl 58 kicked off with big games, a major upset, an unexpected weather delay. That means fans have two games to enjoy today. NBC's Kaylee Hartung survived the sidelines for the Chiefs-Dolphins game, the fourth coldest in NFL history. Kaylee, it's good to see that you're okay. Oh, hey, I appreciate the concern, Peter. Yeah, good morning from a much warmer Los Angeles. Thankfully, I have thought out from Kansas City. I have feeling in all my extremities. But man, the wind chill there made it feel like it was nearly 30 below. And with two more games later today, like you said, the playoffs are just starting to heat up. A super wildcard weekend delivering the drama. Detroit ending its three decades long playoff drought with a one-point win over the Rams. This after the Packers pulled off a huge upset in Dallas, reigning in the Cowboys' league-leading offense, holding them to just 16 points until late in the fourth. It's uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. On Saturday in the AFC, a frigid face-off between the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Conditions in Kansas City a numbing negative four degrees, taking Miami out of its element. The temps taking a toll on Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. I got the answer to the question. Everybody's wondering. Yes, he does know his mustache has been frozen. <laughs> the chills spreading throughout Arrowhead, with even the drinks frozen solid, and fans in the stands feeling negative 22, including the most famous member of Chiefs Kingdom. Along with Mama Kelsey, Taylor Swift cheering on boyfriend Travis, the famous couple leaving together after Kansas City's win at home. Their 26-7 victory keeps the Chiefs surfing toward the Super Bowl. In Houston, Browns quarterback Joe Flacco threw not one, but two pick-sixes in the third quarter. The Texans advancing with a 45-14 win, 22-year-old C.J. Stroud becoming the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. After a blizzard postponed the game in Buffalo, Bill's fans volunteering to shovel snow in the stadium. I love that Andy Reid said about his mustache with the icicles. Good thing was it didn't fall off. Obviously, <laughs> weather was a big factor, Kaylee, over the weekend. What about the two games today? Yeah, guys, playoff football weather is next level this year. This is what it looked like in Buffalo over the weekend as they made the decision to push the game to today. Highmark Stadium's buried under there somewhere, and more snow's actually expected today. As New York's governor put it, I'm not saying it's going to be pleasant, but conditions won't be life-threatening. That's good to hear. And in Tampa Bay, the Bucks and the Eagles could see some rain showers. So the concept of survive in advance is taking on a whole new meaning. Wow. Kaylee, thank you. I think we need to put Kaylee in an indoor stadium. I know. Exactly. Exactly. She took the cold plunge out there. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kaylee. Still ahead on this MLK Day, our visit to a very special restaurant in Alabama that operates on donations. No prices on the menu at all. The unique way its owners are serving their community and addressing a glaring need. But first, the growing fallout this morning for Boeing in the wake of that mid-air panel blowout. Tom Costello on the story. Hi, Tom. Yeah, good morning. So right now, Boeing's problems are growing worse. The FAA says it's not in any hurry to reapprove the MAX 9 to fly again. And now, at least one airline says it'll put its own inspectors into Boeing plants to double-check double Boeing's work. We'll have that story when we come back. Addie. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. 
See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. We are back at 739 with new fallout for Boeing in the wake of that midair blowout on an Alaska Airlines plane. That's right. The FAA says it's increasing oversight of Boeing's production line, extending the grounding of the 737 MAX fleet for new safety checks. NBC News senior correspondent Tom Costello covers aviation for us. Tom, good morning. What's the latest? Yeah, good morning, Barry. Listen, Boeing is very much in damage control. Airline confidence in Boeing, quality control has plummeted, and that point dramatically underscored by Alaska Airlines' announcement this week to send its own inspectors into Boeing plants to double-check Boeing's work. Ten days after a hole was blown out of the side of that Alaska Airlines plane over Portland, the accident has also punched a hole through Boeing's reputation with both passengers and airlines. That blown-out door plug now at the NTSB lab in Washington for analysis. As a critical Boeing customer, Alaska says it will now send its own inspectors to check the quality of Boeing's work. Alaska writing in a statement, we will also enhance our own quality oversight of Alaska aircraft on the Boeing production line to validate work and quality. That move comes after the FAA announced it will not approve the MAX 9 to fly again until it's confident the plane is safe. In a statement, the FAA saying after reviewing Boeing's proposed inspection and maintenance instructions, the FAA determined it needed additional data before approving them. This is a brand new aircraft. It has just come off the line and it had significant problems. And we believe there are other manufacturing problems uh, as well. This latest black eye for Boeing comes five years after those two deadly MAX 8 crashes overseas killed 346 people. The MAX 8 grounded for two years. There's no doubt that the confidence that airlines have in Boeing at this time has been diminished as a result of this incident, as well as previous incidents. It's a cumulative effects that has been plaguing the 737 MAX. Scrutiny also expanding to include Spirit Aerosystems, which manufactured the fuselage for Boeing with that suspect door plug already installed. Spirit Aerosystems has struggled with quality for years. We're not going to point fingers there because, yes, it escaped their factory, but then it escaped ours too. In a statement, Spirit Aerosystem says, as a company, we remain focused on the quality of each aircraft structure that leaves our facility. Former Boeing whistleblower Ed Pearson, who testified before Congress on the MAX 8, says he does not believe Boeing has addressed its core problems. Even if a supplier makes a mistake, does something wrong, um, Boeing is supposed to catch it. It's supposed to make sure that that doesn't happen. None of this sounds speedy. How, Tom, how, how long could it take for yeah. the MAX 9 to be back in the air? And what impact is it going to have in the meantime on travelers? 
I would say it became abundantly clear this weekend there is no timeline. The FAA will not be rushed. The FAA says it will review the first 40 MAX 9 door plug inspections before it decides whether to go ahead and look at the rest of the 171 planes and then do a more detailed inspection. So that means United on Alaska will continue canceling potentially hundreds of flights each day. They're trying to use different planes when they can, not to inconvenience customers, but they're going to have to trim their schedules in some cases. As we're in that spot, Boeing just put out a statement saying that they are going to immediately bolster their quality assurance and quality control in their own factories. Wow. All right, Tom, thank you very much. We move now to the weather. Get another check of Miss Dillon's forecast. Well, let's talk snow and ice, shall we? Because we've already hit on the cold. So let's talk about where it's snowing. We've got it down through Tennessee, through northern Mississippi, northern Alabama, southern Arkansas, seeing some snow. And below that, we have a little bit of ice, too. So we do have winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings in effect through West Virginia, through Kentucky and Tennessee, stretching back down into Texas, where we do have an icing situation happening. We'll likely see that ice continue across portions of Mississippi through the day today into this evening. And then as we go into the northeast tonight into tomorrow, we are going to see some snow. It's a quick moving system. We're not going to see a lot, but it could put an end to that snow drought we've had over the last more than 700 days. We're looking for most of the highest eleva- uh, elevations to pick up most of that snow, about four to five inches back through the Appalachians in the northeast. Again, just a couple of inches, except back through Buffalo and off of Lake Ontario, where that lake effect snow could create overall another 16 inches of snow possible in Buffalo through the end of the week. But right down through here into Mississippi, into Alabama, into uh, Texas, too, that's where we could see some of that icing that could create some power outages as well. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you for that. Up next, sometimes you got to just sing it out, right, guys? The movie musical is having a bit of a moment. Oh, yeah, we got Mean Girls dominating the weekend box office. Is Hollywood ushering in a new era? That story right after this. Welcome back. It has been 20 years since Mean Girls first made its way onto the big screen. And now the newest musical rendition of the beloved story from Tina Fey is proving once again to be box office gold. NBC Entertainment correspondent Chloe Malas is here. Good morning, Chloe. I will not sing and dance right now, (laughs) but I will say that Mean Girls was Queen Bee at the box office this weekend, dominating theaters across the country. And while some moviegoers might have been surprised to hear Regina George sing, the success of the new film is showing that many are changing their tune about movie musicals. From the new Mean Girls to the fresh take on The Color Purple to Timothy Chalamet's reimagined world of pure imagination in Wonka, movie musicals are having a comeback and hitting all the right notes with viewers. Over the weekend, Mean Girls dominating at the domestic box office, raking in an estimated $28 million. We've had a movie, yeah. then we had a Broadway mm-hmm. musical, now we have a movie with music. <laughs> the new film, an adaptation of the Broadway show based on Tina Fey's 2004 cult classic. It definitely doesn't feel like a filmed Broadway show. It's very, uh, it's very like music video style mm. shooting. It's, it feels very fresh. Wonka, a prequel to the original 1971 film, also seen green, now grossing more than half a billion dollars worldwide. While the new musical version of The Color Purple, produced by Oprah and Steven Spielberg, had the largest Christmas Day opening for a film since 2009. For years, similar films have seemingly fallen flat at the box office, including Spielberg's rendition of West Side Story in 2021. All the more reason why some studios appear to downplay the musical factor. Trailers for Mean Girls and Wonka largely stripped of any new music. I think there's this idea in Hollywood 
that movie musicals, if a film is labeled as such, won't have as much box office potential. And while the unexpected song and dance at theaters might hit a sour note with some, many in Hollywood now seem to be taking a page from the wildly successful Barbie. Barbie introduced a lot of people to singing and dancing. You can see that movies and music are a match made in heaven. As the songs on screen make movie magic. The box office numbers show that there are a large group of people who enjoy singing and dancing in the theater. Just look at the enormous success of Taylor Swift and Beyonce's concert films. And of course, the billion dollar success of Barbie. And now with Oscar nominations just one week away, the true test is going to be which, if any of these, are going to be nominated for an Academy Award. And so I am wondering which one I think Barbie is going to be nominated. I think that's an automatic shoe-in. All right, for sure. Chloe, thank you so, so much. Thank you, Chloe. All right, Appreciate well, coming up on Pop start the big winners from last night's Critic Choice Critics Choice Awards, including the moment that turned Ryan Gosling into yet another meme. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.